In the trucking industry, uh, recruiting and retaining drivers is always a challenge, even in normal times, to the extent we can recall uh, what normal times are like. But in this pandemic, they're even more challenging. And so I thought it'd be a great time to turn to Kelly Anderson, leading expert in recruiting and retaining drivers, working with drivers and companies uh, for the mutual benefit. So Kelly gives us his thoughts, insights in terms of what do we face today? What can we do? Uh, And let's get started. Well, if you're in trucking, you know that the premier expert on recruiting, retention is Kelly Anderson. We're glad to have him here today with us. Thanks, Kelly, for joining us. Hey, thank you very much, Doug. Absolutely. Hey, trying times for a lot of things, but recruiting and retention, uh, how's it going in the uh, era of the COVID pandemic, Kelly? You know, so in the second quarter, Doug, we saw uh, many fleets that just absolutely stopped uh, recruiting or, or really slowed it down uh, so much so that really they're wondering what they could do uh, with their recruiting staff. And so um, what what some fleets have done is they have their recruiters actually tasked with calling every one of the drivers on the fleet every week and just checking in with them. Uh, and whether they're on the road or at home, because as we do know, uh, many drivers went home, many are still at home. Uh, especially those that, that have any underlying health issues. And um, and so it, it's important to check on them as well. So they check on them, see how it's going. Is there anything that they need? Just really maintaining that relationship and letting them know that, that the fleet cares about them. Um, so, you know, with the, so that was in the second quarter, you know, and, and now we're starting to see, uh, here in the third quarter that uh, in the beginning, about to step into the fourth quarter, um, fleets are starting to ramp up their advertising now. I have a relationship with Ramsey Media Works out of Joplin. And so um, we actually were on a call yesterday and and they're talking about how things are really starting to ramp up um, and with people seeing that they need to start filling those seats again. And um, the other thing that, that I'm seeing, which is uh, – Interesting, you know, Impact has a recruiting center wherein, you know, we just augment a recruiting department if they need help catching up, or in some cases, we are the recruiting department. And we've had several fleets calling recently um, saying, hey, we need help. And so that's a sign of the times to me when I see the recruiting advertising kicking in and also um, with people calling for, for help in the recruiting. Plus, you know, Bob Costello came out with a report yesterday I think he was speaking. Um, he was speaking at a conference uh, with McLeod and uh, talking about how he sees the the recovery coming you know, has come for trucking, right. and and is really going strong. So uh, that was really good news. Andy and he he projected that it's going to stay strong, and that was really really good news. Absolutely excellent. Now I, yeah. you know, I've been to a number of and have appreciated the uh, the lectures you've given in the past, the talks you've given in the past. But that reaching out and keeping in touch with the drivers, I mean, that's crucial all the time, right? Even more so now. Oh, it absolutely is. And, you know, when you, um, in talking about that, when you think about best practices as it relates to driver retention is, um, you know, one thing that I talk about is fleet managers. And I just did a webinar this week called uh, Retention Starts Before Orientation. You know, so many times people don't start retention efforts until, a driver says, hey, I want to quit. And folks, it's, it's just too late. Yeah. So 
um, one thing I talk about is what if, you know, John is going to start on orientation on Monday? Well, how about this Thursday have the fleet manager call? Because every driver has anxiety when they've said to the recruiter, hey, I'll come to work for you. And one of those anxiety points is, you know, who's my fleet manager? You know, am I going to like this person? You know, what truck am I going to get? And has the recruiter told me the truth? So with the fleet manager calling the driver this Thursday that's going to start an orientation on Monday and just saying, hey, my name's Kelly. I'm going to be your your dispatcher. I just, you know, uh, Doug told me that you're going to be starting on Monday and I just wanted to give you a call and introduce myself. Do you have any questions? Yeah. It, it starts this relationship and starts building that trust that's so critical between the driver and, and the fleet manager. So that's the first touch point. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's almost like uh, uh, college football recruiting. Uh, you couldn't imagine a player going there without knowing the position coach. Absolutely. That's it's good point. Fitting right in here. Yeah, absolutely. This, this, this is the person I'm going to be dealing with all the time. Yeah. And so the second point, you know, so many companies, the it comes time for orientation and the drivers are, you know, just they come into now bigger companies. They have a bus that picks them up, brings them to class. Um, but many orientations that I attend undercover as a trucker, um, we're just told to, yeah, come on in about 8 a.m. On, on Monday. And so we show up in the lobby and then we're hustled yeah. off into a, a, an orientation classroom. Well, what if that fleet manager said to me, hey, Kelly, um, so you need to be here at 750 on, on Monday. I will meet you in the lobby. Now, listen, if I'm not there, here's my yeah. cell phone number. And yeah. but what if I walk in and there? You know, there you are, Doug, my dude dispatcher. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Shake my hand. Let me get you a cup of coffee. Take me in and introduce me to the orientation instructor. It's all about just relationship. Um, that sounds such common sense, but unfortunately, it's not common, right? It, it, it really isn't. It, once uh, I say it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. But we just tend to treat drivers differently. That's unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great idea. What, what else you have? Well, you know, the next step is um, is the and let's talk about orientation for a second before I get into uh, proactive uh, touch points. But in orientation, and this is something that's happened during this pandemic, is people are very concerned with with bringing drivers, you know, into the office, and they're letting anybody in the office. And um, so we, we've we've had a lot of people reaching out. You know, I think you know one of my divisions of the Kelly Anderson Group is Impact e-learning and um involved with that kelly it's basically online driver training and we also have uh, because of you know what i do i have a lot of my um, management training on there recruiter training on there i'm added to that library every day every wow. one of my impact advantage webinars that they go they go in there so basically fleets are using impact e-learning for their orientation they always did our clients always did utilize it in the orientation classroom well now they're saying you know they're using it because there isn't an orientation classroom and so they're doing all of orientation online and there was no additional fee to use it i mean we want you to use the daylights out of it so um people are doing orientation online and um uh, but then of course they're using it for ongoing development as well but back to the um, strategic touch points. Yeah. You know, the, the reason why that's powerful is we typically find that 
turnover, about 75% of turnover happens in the first 90 days or so. Well, so, and especially, you know, if you can get a driver past six months, your chance of saving them and keeping them are very high. And after a year, then much higher. So how do we get them past this hurdle? Well, one way to do it is what I call strategic touch points. And, you know, contacting the driver, um, you know, if a fleet does it, they can do a whole lot more. I mean, like, for instance, I say at the end of the first week, maintenance department contacting the driver. Um, right before the first paycheck, the finance department calling. Um, safety calling at about 30 days. Uh, and, you know, and operations and, and the recruiter, of course. Um, and medical benefits right right before medical benefits kick in. But what I find is many fleets, they'd like to do it, but then they get busy and don't do it. So when impact does it, in other words, divisions of impact is impact retention. When we do it, um, we do four contacts in the first 90 days. And it's 14 days, 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days. We have specific questions we ask. Some of them are the same at different uh, at each interval, and we're able to measure the satisfaction rate, you know, when is it highest? When does it fall off? What happened that made it fall off? But when we identify a driver, you know, we have real people talking to real people yeah. and, and real caring people. And so when we identify a driver that has an issue, we immediately escalate it to get it addressed. And that's what drives the turnover rate down. Um, is, there a so, time, is there a time, Kelly, or an issue that's, that you would identify as the tipping point? on these type of things or, or is it a continuum through there that you just got to be on it for a series of time um if i understand the question it, it basically you know it's interesting different fleets will have different issues huh. uh some are some it's a pay thing where, where they're there it's too long from start until the first time the person gets a full paycheck yeah. other people it's an equipment thing um and, and i'll tell you uh this is kind of rearing its head right now because we have fewer drivers on the road. It's harder to let a driver go home for time off. So right. fleet managers, because they got freight that, you know, fleet managers yeah. have, have freight needs to be covered. Yeah. And so they're asking the driver, ah, can you just take one more? Or, or they're calling them when they're at home and saying, Hey, can you come out early? And the drivers don't want to say no. But, yeah. but folks, you know what? You need your time off, and so does the driver, and you need to honor that. Because if you don't, and this is, I mean, I, I've had several conversations with fleets in the last couple of weeks, and, and uh, I wanted to mention that on this call. It, it's really reared its head, and, and, and the reason it's happening is they're under a lot of pressure to cover the loads that they have, and they don't have as many drivers on the road right now. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Kelly, you touched on orientation, most of that being uh, virtual now because of the protection from COVID. And, and uh, you, you said using the uh, e-impact studies. On yep. That. Yep. Absolutely. You know, people are are assigning, you know, getting their paperwork done, um, you know, virtually as well. You know, many companies will have a napkin tracking system like 10th Street or something. It makes it so easy to get your DOT paperwork done. Um, with that, and drivers are able to take a picture uh, of an email, you know, certain documents like their license and, and such. Uh, and then and with our system, of course, we have a huge library uh, of content that they can choose from, which covers the, the topics that they were already, um, you know, wanting to teach from a safety and compliance standpoint and such. 
But then, you know, uploading your own content into our system is like saving a document on the computer. So, uh, you know, our that's what our clients did. And, and we're able to help as well. You know, we offer fully managed service wherein we assign, you know, add the drivers, assign the training, notify the drivers, remind the drivers. We do all the work. And matter of fact, we have more clients that we do that for than we have clients that do it themselves. Wow. And of all sizes. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Now, yep. you talked a little bit about retention in terms of the strains of covering loads of, of by drivers. What other retention issues or challenges do you see in the COVID era right now, Kelly? Um, you, you know, it's, it's just life on the road is tougher for the drivers, uh, you know, because the restaurants are closed and, and and frankly, you know the whole the f whole fear of um, of getting infected, <laughs> so uh, having to take extra steps there, and and you know you imagine that the shippers and consignees are are using this guy keeping these people quarantined and and limiting exposure as well. So so life on the road has never been super easy. It's you know it's it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. <laughs> and yeah, but it, it is. Part of challenges now where you'll get to a uh, shipper or a consignee, can't use the facilities, have to either stay in the cab or stay out there. And, and it's uh, it's totally it was tough before. It's even tougher now. Absolutely. So, you know, I think more I've always been one that, you know, drivers need to know that we appreciate them. They're a critical part of our team. Now, and anybody's heard me talk about it. I believe everybody is an important part of our team. But, but these drivers are on the front line out there, and um, they really, especially now, we need to put extra effort into to checking in with them and, and seeing what challenges they have, do everything we can to address those challenges, um, and let, make sure they know we care about them. Sounds great. In terms of the health yeah. challenges now, Kelly, how are the drivers dealing with the health challenges of COVID? The, the sanitation, no touch, those type of things uh, seem to be coming along or uh, developing depending on the company. I think it's developing depending on the company. Um, as you was asking, that, I was like, oh, man, where do we start on that? Because so many you know, different companies are, are, are doing different things. I know that like ATA, I saw a, a message out from them asking, hey, contribute uh, and we'll share it with everybody. You know, what are your drivers doing? But, you know, it was hard to get pro personal yeah. protective equipment. Absolutely. And so, you know, whether it's the gloves, the, the mask, the um, uh, in sanitation, you know, the, the, the wipes and such. So, you know, they're just having to do their do their best. And hopefully now it's it's not. As we're able to get some now, and I know some fleets. I, I know one fleet bought a 55-gallon drum wow. of uh, of this that hand sanitizer, and then put it in their own in, in their own containers and, and, and wow. got it out to their drivers. Wow! Just yeah. How, how about sign-ons now? Have been working out adequately with the DOT exemptions and exceptions, the time frames for physical exams, et cetera, on that, Kelly? Uh, how Has that been helping you at all? Um, I, I, I haven't heard anything about it, uh, Doug, as far as any challenges there. And although I, I did see a, um, and I think you had a recent podcast where you had a lady on from the, that deal with the DOT physicals and such. Medical stuff. Yeah, I was just yeah. curious and, and didn't mean to throw you a curveball there in terms of from yeah. the retention side. So if, if you're not hearing a problem, things must be going well. So. 
Yeah, no, uh, it's not something that, that my fleets have have, have um, reached out to me struggling with, and it's not something that my recruiting department's having an issue with the fleets that we're helping with either. It seems to be it seems to be working out. <laughs> so at least that's working out. You know, it's it's one of those things for a greater mind than mine, at least. Uh, but you know, someday somehow we will, God willing, come out of this situation. What, yes. what should companies be ready to do? in terms of the recruiting orientation retention when we start to scale up again, would you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the first part of that question. What are companies? As as we start to come out of this situation, and God willing, we will someday and sooner than later, what should companies do in order to start to get ready to ramp up again or to get back out to that open situation? Would you suggest they do now ahead of time, you know, so that they're ready for it? Absolutely. So one thing is, you know, I think many people realize, uh, we realize it, but do we do it? Um, recruiting is not something you can turn on like like a light switch. So you need to really be planning ahead and, and anticipating when, uh, when your need is so you can start ramping up your, your advertising. And, and, and so some may be thinking as I say that, well, wait a minute, Kelly, I can put a digital ad out right now and, and start getting calls. Absolutely. Because of our advertising sources, we can actually get things posted quickly and actually start getting leads pretty quickly. But now we got to work the application. Now we have to, you know, we're waiting for the driver to be available. So there's a lag time there. And so um, in the, anticipate that you know in the old days we, we we were a month or so out because we had to wait for the ads to hit the, the magazines and and of course this weekend we could hit new, new newspapers but you still have the human factor uh, that you have to allow for so so there's that be, be ready anticipate when you need to uh, to ramp up <clears throat> and start early enough that you're ready secondly I think um, you know look at what you're doing today, you know, what COVID has forced us to do in the way of streamlining our, our orientation. Um, I was going to ask you, Kelly, and maybe it feeds into this. What, what do you see that we are doing that G is going to change what we do and say, hey, this this works? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're going to find people possibly continuing to have at least a portion of orientation done online. Uh, they're already there were fleets that I um, I went through orientation with that uh, undercover trucker, yeah. and I think people, some many people know I do that. And of course, now your audience knows as well. I mean, I call in as a driver, yeah. and I apply. I have a company verifies my employment, and um, and I show up as a driver and go through the entire class and everything just like everybody else, and then we do an analysis. But um, in in you know 22 years of business, I've only had two fleets uh, that I've gone through orientation with that had us do pre-orientation work online. And if we did that, it shortened the time that we had to be in class. Yeah. So you know when you start thinking about if you do that, you know think about your cost for having having the, these drivers sitting in orientation for two or three days. And any longer than that, you're just wasting time. But um, now you, you know, maybe this has opened eyes to the fact that you know what we can have them do these this portion uh, online, 
and then then let, let's bring them in for a day wherein it's, it's about the relationship you know it's about seeing them it's about introducing them you know getting them part of our team getting them set up with their equipment and get gone we don't have to spend all this time in in class doing instruction because they've already seen the instruction and uh, proven their comprehension of that instruction because they passed the test. And today's drivers, Kelly, I think, you know, uh, contrary to what too many who particularly are not in the industry stereotype, today's drivers are technologically savvy. They are. And, and Doug, I appreciate you mentioning that because uh, they are. And yeah. uh, the, but I have some safety directors, regrettably, that want to say, oh, our drivers don't know how to turn on a computer. And I'm just, let's be honest, the safety directors that tell me that are because they aren't technologically savvy. Don't paint that picture on your drivers. Um, they can do it. I was, I was at a, um, a fleet. We did a rollout, and then we went to the Christmas party, and, and we actually did a rollout with just 10 drivers to test it. And at the Christmas party, the ten, several of the drivers got up and testified. It was, it was you know, end of year thing yeah. plus Christmas. Um, they testified about the program, and then we we stood at a table and got people set up on the system, and people were all downloading our mobile app and everything, and and even some of, there was just a couple of really old guys that said, "Well, I guess I'm going to have to get me one of them smartphones now," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you know, otherwise they could do it on the computer. Uh, you know, I can't wait till we get back to the uh, company Christmas parties, the drivers' meetings, all those type of things. That that's the best time. Oh, it is. You know, we were just discussing that at, at, at Kelly Anderson Group. And, you know, we usually have a big, I mean, it, it's a big deal. And uh, they bring all of their families and, and the families look forward to it. Regrettably, you know, this year, it's just going to be the employees. We'll, we'll work half a day and have a big old party. Yeah. But uh, we're still going to buy all the Christmas gifts for the kids. And I think uh, I was just t told yesterday that I may, that me and my vice president and couple of our employees dressed up. I'll be Santa Claus and the rest are going to be elves and we're going to drive around everybody's house and deliver Christmas presents. <laughs> uh, does that make you undercover Santa now, Kelly? I'm undercover Santa. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing. With thank you very much. Hey, listen, uh, we didn't, uh, we just found out that, you, that uh, our president and first lady have COVID. So we need to be, as we talk about this, I mean, it's, it's front and center everywhere. And our thoughts and prayers are with them. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care, Kelly. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Doug.